Welcome to the Happy Client Show. This is the weekly podcast dedicated to helping inbound agencies master the art of truly delighting their clients. This episode is brought to you by Do Inbound, the project and process management platform built by an agency for agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Andrew. Welcome to the Happy Client Show. My name is Ben Butler, and I'm joined here in studio, coffee in hand, by my co-host, Andrew Dimsky. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing good this morning, my man. It's good to be back here chatting with you, and got a nice cup of black coffee here. Chemex brewed as usual, buddy, so we're ready to ride. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is, this is some delicious stuff, and uh, we actually turned down the dial on the coffee grinder this morning, and so we're not nearly as jittery, and I'm not shaking nearly out of my seat, so that's a good thing, I guess. But today, we're going to reveal a secret that we've learned the hard way, and when I say the hard way, I mean the hard way, and to the fault of a lot of botched inbound partnerships in the early years. So basically what we're saying here is this, learn from our mistakes and move on smarter and better in your client relationships. And it really centers in on the theme of this entire season, which is doing everything you can to win the client, but then not having a plan for leading them to success. And we're talking about how you can not only win the client, but come in with a framework, with a roadmap, with a way to guide them to success in this journey. Andrew, do you want to tell us what the one guaranteed way to fail your inbound clients is? Yes. And it's ironic because the number one way that you can fail your inbound clients is to start doing inbound right away. And at first it sounds a little bit um, non-intuitive, but actually if you jump straight to inbound tactics, you're dooming your inbound partnership because those inbound tactics, let's say we want to start blogging or we want to start, um, we want to start sending out tweets right away or we want to build new social profiles or we need to create some eBooks. All of that stuff is reactionary. It's all surface pain oriented. If there's not a plan and a strategy behind it, you're doomed to fail. So that's why today we want to talk about three reasons that you need to rethink this process and give you guys three things that you can do before you dig into inbound tactics that can really help position things in a much better light, Ben, so that when you get to the six or nine month mark, you can actually show results on the work you're doing for your clients. So do you want to dive into reason number one for us? Absolutely. Reason number one, you don't have all the research and context necessary to win. So if you jump into inbound campaigns first, and again, just to briefly review the journey that we've been talking about, step one, inbound game plan. Step two, building the engine. Step three, tweaking slash redesigning the website. And then step four is the actual inbound campaigns. If you jump into step four, you missed out on fully understanding not only your client, but their state of affairs internally, creating buy-in, and really getting an in-depth look at who their buyer personas are. And a lot of times, many times, even probably 90% of the time, a client doesn't know who their buyer persona is. There might be a few people in the organization who have an idea. Maybe they have a few leads. Maybe they have a few understandings. But the organization as a whole does not have a clear understanding of buyer personas. Without this kind of context and research, you have nothing to go off of and you have no power to win. And in order to harness the power of inbound marketing, you need to understand what questions each target persona has at each stage. And that's each stage in the buyer's journey. So if you again, if you don't have this research and context, you don't have these questions, you don't know what to say, and you don't know how to drive a marketing campaign successfully. 
Yeah, you've got to have a context for all that you're doing. If you're jumping in and you're only focusing on keywords and keywords that the execs think that they should be using, you're really in the wrong position. We want to start with talking to our customer-facing representatives inside of the company. So that's busting out of the marketing department, busting out of the, the C-suite, wherever you are during this kickoff meeting, and actually talking to someone in customer service, actually talking to someone who's has the boots on the ground uh, doing sales calls every single day. Interact with those people who are talking to the customer so that you can begin to build that case. You're almost like an investigative reporter at this point where you're going out and trying to discover what's going on right now and who is this customer. And in, in addition to that, actually talk to some customers here, interview a few customers who match up with the different personas, have a process in place for that. And one thing that we have done, if you're working with a client who has a large volume of website traffic already and is working on conversion, doing some on-site surveys um, using like a Qualaroo or a Hotjar as some online surveying techniques to really just get a gauge on who is visiting here and what problems are they trying to solve. Get out of our own mindset and put the customer at the center of everything, Ben. That's really reason number one and the thing that you want to address early on in this process. And if you don't really take the time to do so and you jump right into the inbound campaigns nine times out of ten, you're not taking the time to do that. Yeah. And so you're doing it just to try to reap the benefits of inbound marketing but you have no fuel and you have no ammunition to actually hit the target, to get to the destination, whatever you want to call it. So many people are infatuated with this idea of inbound and its glorious power, and it is a superpower, but you have to put in the front-end work to make it happen. And so by diving in, it's a false inbound campaign. It doesn't have what it needs, and the wheels are going to fall off the bus, or you're going to get shoved off the bus by the client, as I like to say. <laughs> so reason two why you can't start with the inbound campaign first. And this is, oh man, this is such a huge one. And really, I'm going to go as far to say is if you don't have this, you're totally wasting your money, period. And you're wasting your client's money. It's as simple as that. But reason two, you don't have an effective automation system in place. Excuse me, I was taking a drink of coffee. <laughs> That's so true. Um, and I see this sometimes because the first phase in the process is to build the – or to uh, create the inbound game plan. And sometimes you've got – if you're talking to a prospect who's all hyped up on the orange Kool-Aid and really wants to jump into HubSpot right away, you almost have to tap the brakes a little bit and say, okay, hang on a second. Don't buy HubSpot right now. Don't tell anyone there I said that. But don't buy HubSpot right now because you're going to be paying for it for at least a month or two without anything in it. Take a step back. Let's let's outline a system so that when you do purchase that platform, it's not cheap. It is an investment. Once you do purchase that or any other automation tool that you're using, you already have the content map in place. You already know what your personas are going to be. You already know what those emails are going to be. And you've got all that data ready to put in it because at the end of the day, a tool's a tool. You know, it's a white canvas that allows you to do some fun and interactive things on it. But if you don't have the engine outline, that's why reason two is like before you even publish a blog post, think about the call to action at the end of the post. What are you asking people to do next? You don't ask people to just comment. You don't ask people to just share with their friends. You've got to give them a place to convert because traffic without leads is pretty much useless. You've got to have a next step in the process and you've got to outline that customer journey from stranger to evangelist, at what point do we get their contact information? So we want to start at evangelist, the bottom of the funnel, and work ourselves backwards to customer. How do they become a customer? SQL, how do they come to an SQL? MQL, how do they become an MQL? Lead, how do they become a lead? And build your funnel up so you have this engine outline from the bottom up 
so that when you do earn a visit, you're earning every visit, whether you're paying for it through social or PPC ads, or if you're putting in the groundwork to do good, a good social sharing strategy or a search engine strategy, you are earning a visit. You need to have an engine in place to nurture that visit once they do convert. Or like you said, Ben, you're just wasting your time with this. Yes. And the other misconception here is a lot of organizations say, well, just send them to the sales department. Just send them to the sales department. You know, if they convert on any blog post, make the call to action, get in touch with us. Yep. Andrew, do you want to tell us why that doesn't work? No, it's a stupid idea. Um, it is the only reason, the only way I would say it's not a stupid idea is if the company has such a low volume of leads coming in that they, it's like red alert time, then I'd say it's okay. That's drastic situation. But if you can afford it, and we're going to talk about this in a few episodes, I'm not going to give away the farm here, but if you, if you can let them bake a little bit, let them nurture a little bit, you're going to find that that conversation is very different, you know, two weeks into the process of going through that funnel consuming content, let the content do the talking. They don't want to talk to you. You know, Ben, if you fill out a form and you get a sales call 10 minutes later, what's your initial reaction? Yikes. Exactly. You're not ready to talk to someone. I just downloaded an awareness stage form. Give me time to bake. But if I go down and I've consumed stuff and I'm researching and I've been on a few websites and I've been through the funnel and I get a call after I download uh, like a pricing guide or something like that, that's completely different. I'm expecting at that point that someone's eventually going to reach out to me at this point. So let those contacts bake because if you if you preemptively jump on them, you're spoiling that opportunity. It's pulling the buns out of the oven too soon. You've earned them. You've gotten them to that point. Just let the process play itself out. Let that automated funnel educate them down a little bit. If you can afford it, let them cook because you're going to have a better lead at the end of the day. And that's what it's all about is having the best possible lead that we can and something in the same vein as you know you're not going to be able to convert the lead or once you get them it's not actually going to do anything and you're wasting your time is something that's also very very important and reason number three why if you start with the inbound campaign level that you're going to fail is that oftentimes a client's website isn't optimized for inbound and this goes right with having that effective automation system in place and even as far as this, you can have the automation system and you can have an inbound campaign. But if you don't have a website that's optimized for inbound, number one, people are going to have a hard time finding it. Number two, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting people into the funnel. And so you can create all the content you want, but if the site that houses it looks horrible, people aren't going to take you seriously. And something we like to say around here is a website should be a refreshing, attractive destination where people want to sit down, put their feet up, and stay a while. Yep. Uh, and if it's not one of those, then you're not enabled to even have success. And so you're throwing water in a bucket that has holes. You want to make sure that everything you're doing is purposeful that is bulletproof and that you're ready. You can't jump right in. You have to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. No, it's got me thinking like a brick and mortar example. Cause if you're, if you're out there trying to preach to a client, why they should invest in a journey, why they should think about a strategy, then build the engine, then activity. Cause if they come in all hyped up on activity, they're going to give you some pushback. Think of it like a brick and mortar example. You're not going to have a grand opening when you haven't even st installed the store shelves yet. 
you know, you're going to, if you're having a, if you're planning a grand opening, you're going to put in the time to make sure that everything is stocked up. Every window is clean. The floor is swept. The register is working. The lights are on all that kind of stuff. You want a full experience so that the first time they walk through that door, boom, it's a great taste in their mouth. And then from that point forward, the experience only gets better. You continue to improve and hone the website. You got, you're infused with growth driven design there so that you don't just launch it and then forget about it for five years until the next redesign. You've got to have things set up and ready to go. And so from an inbound perspective, what are we talking about? We're talking about implementing a good keyword strategy on your pages. We're talking about adding calls to action throughout the website. We're talking about identifying the, the questions that personas ask so that they can easily identify themselves throughout the website. We're talking about adding landing pages so that you have opportunities to convert. We're not just giving away PDFs all over the website putting those conversion steps in place so that we can grab a lead and begin them down that automated journey. There's some basic inboundy things that you got to do to your <laughs> website. We don't want to just throw, we we're, again, we're earning these leads. We've earned them through social. We've paid for them online or we've earned them through search. You've put in that effort. Now it's time. Now it's like push has come to shove and here he is. Let's give him an opportunity <laughs> to convert. Absolutely. And the common misconception is this for so many people. My website is a placeholder. And even if you don't believe in inbound and you don't really do inbound for your clients, that is absolute full honky because a website is an alive destination. And the people who are winning the sales of tomorrow and the sales of today and losing the sales of yesterday are the people who realize my website is my number one digital asset. It doesn't matter what I do. Everything around the website is a compliment, whether it's social media, email. You need something to center. You need that station. You need the spaceship if you're going to send people out to explore space. You need, the, you need the little headquarters. You need the center point. And mm -hmm. if you don't have a website that's a center point, not only can you not do anything else in the digital space, but you sure as heck cannot do inbound. So – an awesome website is as much a part of inbound as content and can't be neglected. And I hear so many inbound agencies say, well, we're not developers. Well, go find someone who is. There are so many partner agencies who are willing to help and to join your forces to help you fill that gap. If you can't do it well yourself, hire someone. If you can't do it, you can't hire someone, then you know, go out and find someone. Farm it out. Do whatever you have to. But you need a website as part of inbound. Inbound and website are not separate. They are the same. So there you have it, climbing down off the soapbox now. Again, the three reasons starting with inbound campaigns will fail your clients are you don't have all the research and context to win, you don't have an effective automation system, and oftentimes, number three, a client's website isn't optimized for inbound. So go out and don't start with inbound. But start with strategy. Thank you for listening to the Happy Client Show. You can find the notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash happy. That's doinbound, all one word, slash happy. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first process and project management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review of the show to help spread the Happy Client Show vibes. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.